3, 2, 1, roll the footage! Welcome back, everybody, to the Strategy Sprints podcast. I'm your host, Simon Severino, and my guest today has been a pioneer in the direct-to-consumer marketing industry for over 25 years. He has used direct response strategies plus video marketing to help build many iconic brands like the George Foreman Grill, OxyClean, Clarisonic, Rock Doctor, the GoPro camera, and many others. His strategies have helped grow for companies from startup to over a billion dollars in sales. Welcome everybody, Rick Cesari. Hey, thank you for being here. I, I really enjoy the opportunity to speak with you today. I'm so excited to hear direct response marketing. First, what is it and what would be the opposite? Well, um, I, I always tell people direct response marketing, I use the term accountable advertising and measurable advertising. So when you spend a dollar in advertising, you can me exactly measure the response you're getting. And, and really the purest form of direct response marketing is measuring the amount of sales generated by each dollar you spend on advertising. And it's, it's something that I've used for the last 30 years to help create the brands that you mentioned in the introduction, plus many, many more. And, and it's interesting because it started out uh, obviously, it's been around forever. I didn't invent it. It started out way back in catalogs and then uh, direct mail letter, you know, e email marketing and then radio and then TV. But now those same principles and philosophies can be used in e-commerce and any online marketing that you're doing. So it's something, a strategy that really uh, stands the test of time. And it's data-driven, you can measure it, you can improve it, and you don't have to rely on assumptions and hope. Beautiful. Exactly. And you asked me the opposite. The opposite, and there's nothing wrong with this, is what they call brand advertising. And brand advertising um, is really just basically advertising that enhances the brand, um, but there is no call to action. And since there's no call to action, the viewer is just getting an impression and you're not asking them to do anything specifically. And that's the other thing with direct response advertising. There's always some type of call to action in the advertising that tells the viewer or consumer what you want them to do as a next step. Visit your website, go to Amazon, purchase the product directly, uh, that type of thing. And as a business owner, we are currently in this decision, how much should I strengthen the brand? How much should I spend on PR and on brand marketing versus how much should I spend in direct marketing? Right. And it's not that trivial, right? No, not at, not at all. And, and uh, you know, I have a great answer for that. Um, there's one of the books that you're gonna ask later that I recommend uh, is by a good friend of mine named Dan Kennedy called the No BS Guide to Direct Marketing. Mm -hmm. And Dan has a saying that you don't brand to sell, you sell to brand. So even though I'm doing direct response advertising, it's the, really the, the foundation of how I built all of those brands you mentioned earlier, uh, because if, if you're selling your product, basically what you're doing um, is getting the product into people's hands 
And you're you, then those people are experiencing, hopefully you've created a good product. If not, you'll get feedback, you can improve it. Be, but then those people tell other people, and that's really how the brand grows by creating that awareness and user interaction. And so you can accomplish both things using direct response advertising. Oh, that's so cool. I just got an offer, a very cool offer from a PR agency who, who would promote our brand across the globe maybe after this episode i will go a different route let's see well, yeah it's funny you mentioned pr because i'm i'm a huge believer in pr i've used it on every campaign as well because it's such a valuable tool but i approach it a little bit differently actually i kind of approach everything a little bit differently um you know working with pr firms they usually work on a retainer and so I try to see, okay, if I'm spending X number of dollars per month, how can I monetize that? Or how can I use the PR so that it basically pays for itself? And really for any type of startup company or, or company that's smaller, that doesn't have a big advertising budget, this is a fantastic way to um, approach your marketing because any type of advertising you're doing, the, the ultimate goal is to get it to pay for itself. Beautiful. What are you currently creating? Well, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I owned a direct response marketing agency for 25 years and about three years ago I sold it and now I just do some consulting. And so I'm kind of working on projects that are kind of fun. And one is actually um, I help Basically, companies will come to me and I'll help put together a marketing uh, strategy for them. And then if they need help, I'll help implement it, either doing some of the things myself, but more likely um, uh, placing the different services with the best vendors that I know. And, and um, so right now, I'm working with a couple companies. One is called Dormeo. It's a European uh, mattress brand that uh, is being introduced into the U.S., and so I'm helping them with all their marketing and we're putting together kind of a total um, video uh, content marketing plan. Everything we're, we're starting out, and this is interesting, we're starting out um, making a 30 minute infomercial, which a lot of people think, well, that TV doesn't work anymore, but it's still effective if you know how to use it correctly. But really the nice part, when you film or tape all of that uh, video footage, now you have all the footage you need uh, for your content on your website, your your Amazon listings, uh, your Facebook and Instagram ads. So you basically start with kind of this TV advertising and then use the footage for all of the other online social media platforms. Oh, that's smart. I didn't think about that because we also, we create one piece of content and then we reuse it eight times. And yes. this is super smart. You have the highest quality content and you can reuse it in multiple channels. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, you know, it, it, it depends. You know, you don't have to start at that high end with the TV advertising. But, you know, as you know, from reading my background, I'm a huge believer in video and video marketing. And so you really should start off thinking when you before you do any type of video project, how you can um use the video in multiple different ways um, in, in helping to promote your brand or service. Absolutely. And uh, when I started this podcast three years ago, 
most people, when they say podcast, they mean just audio. But I was, no, 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 no. I will definitely use the video because it's the same amount of work. And of course, I will create video content. Video is so powerful. And oh, uh, why not doing both? Yeah, absolutely. Um, in my book, Video Persuasion, I talk about some of the statistics about um, video, but some of it really, and and first of all, I congratulate you in, in doing a video podcast because a lot of people don't take that step, but you're right. It creates a lot of extra content, but really people respond better to video. They, you know, they, the old saying, an image is worth a thousand words. And um, there's, there's so many different uh, statistics and studies to show that when you start using video, you get higher uh, engagement, you get a better response, better conversions. Uh, we can see this when we make videos. Amazon is opening up now to video a lot more than they used to. And when we start employing video on some of our Amazon clients, their, their conversions increase dramatically. Good to know. And um, so who, who are ideal clients you work with right now? Well, um, the type of clients, and I, and again, I, I'm in a time in my life, I'm 64, and I don't want to stay busy 100% of the time. So I, I usually work off of referrals, and I like, um, obviously, companies that have products that are interesting to me personally, um, and also they need to have uh, obviously good management. And, and so I almost, before taking on a client, I almost interview, uh, the, if it might be the CEO or the people or the team, and I want to make sure that I'm working with good people. Um, you know, with all the consulting you've done over the years, you can have good clients and bad clients. And, um, and so a good product, a uh, good management team. And usually I like working with companies that are a little bit on the smaller side. Um, uh, I would say, anywhere from one to 10 million in sales that are looking to grow quickly. Beautiful. And uh, I'm curious who you pick for the strategy award after one word from our sponsors. Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategysprints.com. You know the questions. Everybody's zigging. This person is zagging, but they're doing the right things from your perspective. Who do you pick? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little and pick two people just uh, because they're two people I'm currently working with. One is the CEO of Dormeo, the client I talked to you about. His name's Scott Reed, and why that's interesting and and why they're doing things a little bit different. Scott ran the largest direct response marketing company in Japan for 20 years, and now he's come over to the U.S. And in Japan, um, and really it should be everywhere, but there's a huge, huge emphasis on really great customer service. And so when we're talking about mattresses, mattress toppers, that type of thing, um, you know, there's a, it's a very crowded field. Well, they're able to set themselves apart um, just by offering the absolute best customer service. And it's amazing how little small things like just responding to somebody um, can really put you ahead of the competition. And so I, I, in working with Scott on this project, I've, I've really come to admire what he's done and I, and I really um, reason for nominating him. And I just wanted to mention one other person, uh, a, a fellow named Tamim Habid, 
And Tamim runs a company called Theradome. And what's interesting about Tamim is uh, he's a founder, CEO, but he's a former NASA scientist. And he uh, was expertise in lasers. And he's really just done an amazing job of automating his company where he can run a high, um, really uh, eight figure business with not very many people just because of the automation that he's employed in the company, which is, I found really fascinating. This is so beautiful. Technology allows us to have so lean teams and to be so adaptable, to adapt to the upside, but also to have a resilient way of having downsides, which is amazing. And the teams are getting leaner and leaner and more resilient every month. This is really beautiful. And, and automation really does not destroy any, any uh, jobs. It, it creates, it humanizes jobs, actually, because everything that can be automated should be done by a machine, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, I, I don't believe it. it. The difference is, and just instead of having all uh, the jobs under one roof, um, basically, you have automated everything. But he's really good at going outside and then hiring the different um, people he needs to implement. And he has a team of virtual team now with people all over the world that that help run his business. Um, but it's only due to the, really the ability of, of the, like you mentioned, the technology to do that. So it's, uh, it's really cool. And, and that's one of the things I love about my job is working with different companies, uh, just like you and doing your podcast, you get to meet many different CEOs, visit many different businesses. That's to me, one of the most appealing things of my job is, is seeing how people run their businesses uh, and and the, the different techniques and technology they use to be successful. Absolutely, and and where where traditionally uh, teams needed to be very big to run multi multi million uh, businesses in in many countries. Now I see many doing this with three people, five people, six people, two people, one person having five million. Uh, businesses and um, and in a healthy way, in a very responsive and healthy way. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go deeper into direct response marketing. What did you learn this this year that um, you you find shareable with our community? Yeah. So um, the you know the lessons. It, it's a combination of. Um, things I've learned over the years, plus um, really being able to implement them in in modern campaigns. Um, and like I mentioned earlier in our conversation, that the same types of metrics that worked um, when you were doing print ads or newspaper ads or radio or TV, um, and I didn't just learn this this year, uh, I absolutely work with paid advertising on all the social platforms. And so it's really been gratifying for me to be able to take these same type of concepts and then implement them on the different platforms where the consumer, where the best place to reach the consumer is now versus what it used to be in the past. But the basic philosophy and structure of, of offers and, and, the type of videos you make to get people responding, the type of advertising you make, all of the things that worked in the past 
uh, work today, just the delivery platforms are different. And I find that really fascinating. And it just tells me that um, even though the delivery platforms and how people get information have changed, basic human behavior hasn't. So if you understand uh, the things that motivate people and have always motivated people, and ob obviously there's tons and tons of books that you can read about what's worked in the past, you can take those principles and implement them in today so you don't have to relearn everything like it's a new thing. Like when you approach Facebook advertising, oh my God, it's what do, how do I create a Facebook ad? And if you look to... to things that worked in the past, you'll have more success in, in, um, in doing your new type of advertising. Talking books, what are three of them that you would recommend people read? Okay. So I, um, when I was early in my career, I, when I was kind of struggling about what to do, um, and I've been an entrepreneur all my life. I think the last time I worked uh, a job for someone else was when I was in my early 20s. And so early in my life, I read a lot of motivational books and uh, a couple of my favorite books. Um, the first, which I recommend everybody, and it's not a very sophisticated book, but it, it the principles are great. It's called The Magic of Thinking Big by Robert Schwartz. And it's just a way of visualizing everything you do to take it to a bigger, uh, higher level. Um, the second book, um, when I when, when I was in my early 20s looking for what I could do, I took a course um, by Dale Carnegie called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I read that book. And what's interesting about it, besides all the great information in there in, in dealing with people, is he, he had a formula for giving a speech that uh, basically was three steps. It's like, tell them what you're going to say, say it, and then tell them what you said. And it's funny that I've used that concept in some of my best advertising as far as how to structure it. And it's, again, one of those timeless principles that always work. And then the last book um, uh, is one I mentioned earlier uh, by Dan Kennedy, The No BS Guide to Direct Marketing, only because if you don't know about direct response marketing or it's a really great foundational book. And obviously then you can move on to much more sophisticated ones. Uh, but those are three books I, I read early uh, in my career that, that um, I've uh, learned a lot from and use those principles uh, to help me grow and move forward. For, for the advanced fraction of the listeners, what would be the, the advanced ones that you recommend? Okay, if you really want to get into it, the, the, what people consider the, and it's actually an older book, and um, it's a, a book called uh, Breakthrough Advertising. And it's something that is hard uh, to find or are pretty expensive, but my good friend, Brian Kurtz, who um, used to run boardroom reports and uh, you know, a huge background in direct response marketing, that has more valuable information in how to do successful advertising, but it is an older book, and it was it was written basically about how to do uh, direct response advertising by doing direct mail. But it's a perfect example of understanding the ba the basic human psychological concepts that make people respond to advertising. And if and that's a really great one if you really want to get deep into understanding why advertising works and why direct response advertising works. It's a beautiful book. It's my favorite 
it's my favorite copywriting book. It's it's just yes. beautiful. Yeah, and I'm not suggesting everybody read that to become a copywriter because I'm a big believer in, and this I, I was mentioning prior to this interview, I listened to the uh, Perry Marshall podcast and everybody needs to do what they're best at. So the reason for reading that book I mean, you can read it to become a copywriter and absolutely help you, but it's really to understand the principles of what works and what doesn't work, and then maybe hire a really good copywriter to help you create the ads. But then you would know if they're producing something that's good or not. Absolutely. And thinking of small businesses in the first years, you are doing everything yourself. You're writing the emails, you're writing even the, the ad copy, everything. And uh, in terms of even if I think of my own business, we have we have all, all the channels uh, running in terms of marketing and mm -hmm. uh, and we will start even PR. Uh, so when I think of even even the direct emails that we send, they are the core of everything. And uh, I think about every word myself, because even if we do a paid ad and we get people into our world, but the education, the relationship building, that happens in the email sequence still. Absolutely, yes. And um, yeah, and email marketing is is really one of the most powerful tools a small, a small business can use to get dramatic results. And it's one where you can apply direct response principles very easily because really the reason you're sending an email to someone is one, to share information or two, to get them to respond in some way to the content you're sending them. Absolutely. And so uh, every every seven to 30 days, I go over these emails and I, I, I call it, I kill the losers. Yes. I, I look at open rate, click rate and unsubscribe rate. And based on that, I, I delete 10% of them and I write the new ones and then I let them run again for seven to 30 days and then we collect the data. It is it, and Yeah, that's the classic. Yeah, that's the classic um, and analytics to direct response marketing is testing several different um, offers, emails, that type advertisement, that type of thing, measuring the results, getting rid of the ones that don't work, um, and then moving forward with the ones that do. And, you know, what I've found um, in my career when it comes to direct response advertising is it, the testing part, the thing that you're doing on a daily basis is, is hugely important. But then once you kind of find, I call it the kind of the key that unlocks the gate or whatever, that, that one simple message, one simple offer, uh, one simple advertisement, you can leverage to really dramatically grow your business, but it's not necessarily easy to, to, to find that. And it, it requires a lot of what you just mentioned on you do on a daily basis is testing different um, emails, copy, that type of thing until you find the one that works the best. And so when you find the winners, what what do you do with the winners? Paid ads? Well, yeah, the 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 paid paid ads and and that's the other thing. It it's there's so many different um marketing opportunities out there that for a small business it can be pretty daunting. And and I have to say I'm a true believer in what they call omni-channel marketing, which is you know, obviously using many different channels to reach the consumer and give them information. But sometimes when you're a small business, um it's important 
maybe to focus on one channel that you can make work well to help you grow. And that's an, another thing that I've that I've found that have been successful or worked successful before. You know, for some businesses, it might be um, PR. Let's let's take PR and ride that one thing if we can make it work in a way that's growing our business. Um, and and so that's advice I give to a lot of a lot of smaller companies is uh, try to find the one thing that works well. It might be email marketing. It might be Facebook advertising. And you don't have to kind of um, get, you know, use every type of marketing in the beginning, but find the one that works the best and gets you the best response and then leverage that one that one thing to to be successful. Absolutely. What are you excited about um, right now regarding your business looking forward? Um, so I'm, I'm excited about really the opportunities. A couple things I'm involved in. Uh, one is um, from Mexico City and um, her brother had been kind of a high level banker for many years and he's working on developing um, a new fintech uh, uh, app uh, for transferring money. And so I'm helping working on the branding and marketing of that, which is kind of challenging because it's developed for uh, Mexico, Latin America, and South America. So it'll be like, okay, how do we uh, do the marketing there when I'm, uh, you know, more used to dealing with North American uh, type of marketing. Um, and so that that's exciting. And then the other one is um, about a year ago, I started um, with two uh, partners. One person was the original founder of OxyClean, Max Apple. We started a, a, a nonprofit uh, to try to bring business solution to the problem of homelessness, which has just been growing like crazy. And it's, you know, every city has this problem. And what, and, and, we wanted to kind of say, okay, how can we bring a business approach to see if we can solve this problem? And so that's where I've been, spent a lot of time working in the last few months as well. Super cool. Where can people um, read about you, get a hold of you? Yeah, so um, the best place if you want to find out more information is just go to my personal website, which is uh, rickcesari.com. It's R I C K. C-E-S-A-R-I, rickcesari.com. And um, there's a lot of great information, a lot of great blogs on different marketing techniques there. And then I also tell people um, uh, to reach out to me directly at my email if you have any questions. Um, and that's uh, rick at rickcesari.com. And I'm really happy to answer questions that any of your uh, listeners or small businesses might have after listening to this. And to answer my question from the beginning, I should still do also do PR, right? Absolutely. I I I don't know of a company that wouldn't benefit from a good PR campaign. It it just if done correctly, the benefits far outweigh any downside. And um, I'm just a, a a huge believer in 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 a, in a good PR campaign that. Uh, you can integrate with all your other marketing. It just brings you, um, creates more awareness. It creates um, a really uh, great third party uh, um, 
uh, credibility that you wouldn't normally get for your business. And, and it's, it's a very powerful marketing tool. So wholeheartedly, I would say yes to that uh, question. Beautiful. And who should be my next guest? Oh, your next bet, your next guest. Um, uh, again, I have a, a, a zillion people that would make great guests for you. But um, it's funny. I have a, I had a, a a friend in high school named uh, John Dulard, and I hadn't. Um, uh, we got separated uh, over the years. Didn't really talk, and then I found out um, that he had been over in India and um, practicing Ayurvedic medicine, and he started a online e-commerce company called LifeSpa.com. And now um, it's 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 growing very quickly. Um, he ran Deepak Chopra's health center in Boston for many years. So I I would email you and uh, his name and and website information. But he's a a, a company founder CEO, but really working in the in the health space and um, has been very successful. So John Dr. John Dulard is uh, who I'm recommending to be the next guest. Thank you so much, Rick. Is there anything I forgot to ask you? No, you've. Um, this has been 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 great. Um, uh, spending the time with you and and being able to share some of the ideas about uh, direct response marketing. One one story I uh, I do I would love to tell um, because it really highlights the direct uh, response approach versus brand, which you asked about earlier in the interview. And that was really one little simple technique we did to help make GoPro successful. So, you know, I'm sure most of you listeners are familiar with the GoPro camera and, and everything they can do. Well, when they started doing advertisements, um, you know, they, they always used user generated footage. And so I met the founder of the company, Nick Woodman, at a trade show, and he flew up to Seattle and we sat down and talked about a plan to grow his business. Anyway, when it came to the advertising, the one little simple trick or technique, I'm not going to call it a trick, technique we used is at the end of every ad, um, we put an offer um, so that they would basically, they would have a company logo, uh, brand logo, user generated footage. And then they would end with this offer that said one person will win one of everything we make every single day. And so three, three great things happen, you know, go to our website. Um, and so people would go to the website and they would register to, for the contest um, so that they could try and win one of the GoPro cameras. So it was building their database, which we could use to remarket to. The second great thing that happened is uh, people would get to the website, they'd see all the other cool videos, they'd share them with their friends, and that would create the viral effect of growth. And the third was that really the classic direct response is people would get to the website and they would purchase the camera generating revenue, which enabled then for us to build the, the grow the business and spend more money on advertising. And, and that really shows the difference between you could run that same ad without an, a call to action at the end, and that would be a brand ad, or run it like this. And that one little secret was 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 really responsible for a lot of the early growth of uh, GrowPro, which they were able to grow to a billion dollars in a little under eight years. It's such a beautiful story. And in, in our mastermind, one participant, he showed, that might be, it might be, have been your ad because he showed the, the GoPro ad, the TV ad as an example of great advertising. And after five minutes of, of letting us watch it, he asked 
how many times did you see the product? And yeah. it was just at the very end for one second. Yes. It was highly emotional, an amazing experience to watch it. And just at the very end, one second long, the product. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, that was a, a really um, important thing that that what the, the appeal of those advertising was the emotional attachment to the footage. If you were a skier, snowboarder, uh, any type of mountain biker, any type of thing, you really were drawn emotionally to the content of the ads. And then just at the very end, they would show the, the product. Beautiful. That was your ad? Probably, yeah. Because I, I, when I do speaking, I use that uh, uh, GoPro. I go. I talk a lot about the GoPro and and the different marketing that we did, and um, and and so it probably was yes. Oh, that's beautiful. I will go back to the mastermind and say, hey, I met the guy who did this. Yeah, we did all of my company. When I had my agency, we did all of the television marketing for, for GoPro. So anytime you saw a GoPro ad on TV, it was one that, that our company uh, worked, worked on. Beautiful. We are big fans. Great. Thank you for the inspiration. So thank you, Rick, for being here, sharing your journey, your wisdom with our community. And please come back soon. I would love to. And thank you for having me on your show. It's been very enjoyable. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.